welcome to the Royal Deluxe Podcast, a podcast about the Kansas City Royals by a guy who has been sleeping for an entire week and is still tired. So that's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Supposedly, that's supposed to be the plan. I uh, missed Monday's episode, and I apologize for that. Really, um, there's not much of a reason for it. I just wasn't into it, so I didn't do anything. Um, it would have been more complaining about, like, Cal Eldred. I would have gone on, on another rant on how, oh man, if only our pitching coach was different, then maybe Daniel Lynch would be a good pitcher. Because I swear, it's just this one guy holding him back. It's literally a magic button solution. I'm, I'm positive. I'm convinced that if Daniel Lynch had a competent coach at the major league level, he would actually be a solid pitcher, a reliable pitcher, instead of, you know, every outing, having some really good stuff, striking out a lot of guys, but then going five innings and giving up seven runs anyway. That's the normal Daniel Lynch start now. It's what we're all used to. Yeah. Well, I guess you you got the rant anyway, but a very short version of it. I restricted myself to that. So in any case, subscribe and follow the podcast or whatever to get updates on it, as well as follow me on Twitter at Royal Deluxe Pod, where I may or may not communicate when I have these uh, lapses of uh, inactivity, which, you know, happen every now and then and i apologize for that like i you know uh, this podcast started off as daily and i wanted to do that but we can't all get what we want i suppose oh man this intro has come off as like really cynical and douchey well i'm sorry look at the team we have to talk about I, in fact i was kind of wondering if i should do today's podcast because it's like what what is there to talk about it's not a whole lot different but i hopefully have some things that can uh be worth your time. So, since we last spoke on Friday, not Monday, the Royals actually won a game on Friday, and then they lost all four games afterwards. So they beat the Orioles, the Baltimore Orioles, by a score of 8-1. to one. Then they lost 4-6, to six, and then 7-10. to ten. So, a uh, couple of, like, decent scoring games right there, at the very least. Uh, you know, at least the offense is a... Uh, been showing some signs of life lately after that, uh, you know, that one stretch where they got shut out two nights in a row and not, not good. Not, I said not, not good, but no, I just mean not good. Then they traveled to San Francisco to play our favorite team, the Giants. Oh, man. I mean, I, I know it's been seven years and I don't know if anybody on that team is still around, but whatever. Frick the Giants. Anyway, they lost to the Giants 2-6 to six on Monday, and then lost 2-4 to four yesterday. So this 1-5 stretch brings the Royals down to a record of 20-41. and 41. They are once again the worst team in the majors by terms of record, by uh, many other metrics as well. And, um, yeah, granted, this does come with some actually kind of decent performances from the starting pitching, I would say. The most notable, of course, was the one on Friday where Jonathan Heasley threw seven scoreless innings, 
only gave up one hit, and that was it. And it was awesome. It was a banger game. He struck out uh, like seven or eight, and then also walked none, I think. Like, it was pretty much a perfect start. I mean, not like literally perfect, but I mean, it was basically as perfect as you can get. Um, yeah, it was strike, st- struck out seven, walked zero. About as perfect as you could get. Now, granted, it was against a Baltimore offense who is terrible. So, yeah, I acknowledge that. But it still happened, and that's a really, really good thing for us. I mean, you could say, you know, Jonathan Heasley got to beat up a bad team. Uh, well, also a bad team beat up on Brad Keller, who gave up five runs in 1.2 innings. So, yeah. But Brad Keller, I think, was the only, like, outlying bad guy in the rotation lately because i would say daniel lynch his start was like it it obviously wasn't good but it was you know like i said it was kind of a typical daniel lynch start where he goes five innings gives up a few runs but also strikes out more uh batters than innings thrown he struck out seven in 5.1 innings gave up four runs particularly thanks to a three-run home run so that's just the Daniel Lynch that we've uh, kind of been watching lately. It's like, oh, he looks really good, and then he gives up, like, a mistake pitch that goes over the fence, and it's like, okay, well, now the entire game's ruined. So, uh, yeah, that's just... And and it, it also happened late in that sixth inning where, you know, we just have a pitching coach who doesn't know how to make adjustments at any point during the game. So if a guy starts to lose his stuff... Later on in the game, um, then he's just screwed, basically. You just got to be perfect uh, throughout the entire game, but whatever. And then Chris Bubich, yesterday, he pitched. Um, he actually didn't have a great start. I For some reason, I thought he did. Oh, no, I remember. Okay, so he, he had a decent start at first. He went, I believe, five scoreless, and it was looking really, really good for him. And then it just kind of uh, came undone for him later on in that inning. So, yeah, he totally lost it in the sixth inning, gave up all three runs in that. So that's cool. And by that, I mean that it sucks, actually. Because once again, just we just can't do anything if uh, if guys can't pitch past the first inning and still... If they're not at the peak of their powers in the sixth inning, it's like, well, nice knowing you, buddy. And also, uh, Brady Singer pitched on Monday. He went five innings and gave up only two runs, um, particularly thanks to five walks, which I don't know if all of them were like consecutive, but he had, he had a few consecutive walks. So uh, that sucked. But that was pretty much the only uh, major blunder. In fact, that, that whole game was just uh, kind of a disaster for the Royals pitching who ended up giving up. Oh, God, what was it? It was nine walks total by the pitching staff. It was it was it was bad, man. It sucked. But, yeah, it's like, you know what? It's better than what we've seen in the past with this Royals uh, starting rotation. So, I I guess I'll take it. I mean, at this point, I'll, like, take anything. But, yeah, there's not too much to talk about other than uh, those 
guys, I suppose, because I, I think that the pitching is the thing that we're really looking at with a, a lot of scrutiny. So, yeah, that's been the pitching lately. It's been, like, acceptable at best. Uh, that's about the best way of putting it, I think. But we do have Jonathan Heasley pitching again tonight, so hopefully he will be able to uh, carry over that greatness from Friday, and he'll, uh, you know, display that again tonight against a, a Giants offense that isn't great, but is better. In fact, one interesting thing, I haven't looked into this too much, but I've been hearing that the Giants' strength as a lineup is that they take a lot of pitches, which kind of explains that nine-walk game that they had on Monday. So Jonathan Heasley, if he can just attack the zone, which is something he normally does, and, you know, doesn't uh, give them reason to lay off pitches, then this could be a good game for Heasley. I would like to believe that he will do well against this Giants lineup, but who knows? Who knows? Stranger things have happened, I guess. Now, there is one thing that's been on my mind a little bit, and this might not age all that well. I'd say there's a good chance of this not aging well, and I'm totally fine with that because that would probably be a good thing. But I just kind of have this vision of a future where in the year 2024, the Royals are assumedly in a better place and we've got better guys, better prospects who are on the horizon. But meanwhile, they're still carrying around a batter who has long outstayed his welcome. He hasn't been good for a few years, and he's just struggling mightily at the major league level. And... You know, the only reason why he's still around is because, oh, well, he had that one good season a few years ago, and we're hoping he can just get back to that at least a little bit, because that would help us out, even though we've got guys in AAA who are like, yeah, come on, let's go. Like, th these guys are hitting. They're doing fantastic, and they're way better than the guy we've got at the Major League level. Anyway, who is this person I'm talking about? It's Nicky Lopez. I kind of have a small fear of Nicky Lopez because it, Nicky wasn't expected to be, like, great ever, really. Like, he might have had a couple of two, three war seasons or so just because he can play good enough defense and he can hit decently. You know, he he's like a good enough contact hitter and takes enough pitches where... He can be kind of an on-base threat as well. He's not, like, super fast, but he can steal a couple of bases every now and then. The only, the, the big problem with his game is that he has absolutely zero power. And I feel like when he was a prospect, he was at least, like, a 30 grade with power. But now, with seeing him at the major league level, it's like, okay, you've got, like, one home run, I think, so far. So it's it's basically a, a zero. It's a zero on that 20 to 80 scale. Right, so there's just a fear that I have with Nicky Lopez based on this season, and, and pretty much only this season, I guess. I mean, although I guess you could say some past seasons. But I just kind of fear that Nicky will be around for several more years beyond this point and not 
really get any better. But the Royals are still going to continue playing him because they're going to be like, hey, remember that one season where Nicky Lopez was like the best player on the team? Where we were all getting mad at the Gold Glove Awards for, for, for not even nominating him at shortstop, even though he was like the best shortstop in terms of many things, or at the very least one of the best shortstops. And he hit 300. And it was so great. He was such a great hitter. He could hit. He could slap the ball around everywhere. And, you know, like I said, he takes enough pitches to be a decent on-base threat. At the very least, he doesn't strike out, which is pretty cool. But yeah, he's like this kind of a... Sort of like a, a jack-of-all-trades, I guess. You know, he's not gonna... He's not really, like, the best at anything, but he does do several things pretty well. And that ultimately accounted for him having a fantastic season in 2021. But now you look at the two seasons he had before that, which weren't good, and now you look at the season he's having right after, which is not good, and it's like, man, what, what's the future looking like for Nicky Lopez? And there's a part of me that thinks maybe it's not going to get better for him. Maybe this really is just the the kind of player that he is. And that the 2021 season was something of an aberration. A fluke, I guess. I hate the word fluke. Fluke is just a word that gets thrown around so often. It's like, yeah, I, I just don't like it. I don't like it. I hate it. it it's always used by some really really mean people and, and and like i said it's a it's a freaking meme basically where you know one guy will have a season it's like like bobby wood jr you know he could be like a rookie of the year right now and people will be like oh fluke and it's like dude shut up you don't even have a reason to say that you're just mad and it's just it's just trolls it's not like it bothers me that much but like i said it's a it's a word that i feel like is associated with bad people so i don't like using fluke so I will say Aberration 2021 was for Nicky Lopez, or it could be. I'm not saying it will be. And like I said, there's a chance this can age poorly, and I would love for it to age poorly. I would love to have 2021 Nicky Lopez every single year. But we also have to remember that we were, uh, we were kind of warned about this. Back in, back in 2021, at the end of that season... There were some people who were like, all right, Nicky Lopez is hitting well now, but like this doesn't normally happen. And the kind of player, the kind of hitting that Nicky does, it's not the type that ages well in the future. Like, sure, he can have a 300 average now, but just just being this this slappy contact hitter with literally zero power like that just doesn't really translate into a long career in the MLB, you know? I mean, kind of look at that one guy uh, that was playing for Minnesota for a while, that that guy, Astudio. You know, that, he was kind of hyped up because it's like, oh, wow, he literally never strikes out. He just, he just swings and then hit, puts the ball somewhere. And it's like, yeah, that is kind of cool, but all he does is hit singles. That's literally the only thing he does. 
And that's kind of the only thing that Nikki does. Now, Nikki, at the very least, has some speed that can stretch out into doubles. And he also has some plate discipline that can turn into some walks and some stolen bases. Uh, going off that speed again. So I'm not saying he's the same player as Astadio. He also plays really good defense, supposedly. But... I don't know. It's just like there were some people who were like, you know, it'd be cool to be wrong about this, but I I don't think Nicky Lopez is going to be like a long-term piece. Like he's going to have this one good season, but it's going to be like like the odds of him replicating it are just really really low. And so far, those people are kind of right as much as it sucks to admit because again, I'm not wishing for anyone to be unsuccessful. Not at all. I mean, I was saying at the very beginning of the year, I was defending Nicky Lopez when they had him playing second base so they could have Mondesi at shortstop. And I'm like, why are we doing that? Like, like, what, like Nicky Lopez has earned the shortstop role. He has earned it because of how good he was last year. What has Mondesi done to really earn anything in this organization? To be completely blunt, maybe even a little bit mean-spirited, uh, but, you know, I was I was saying at the beginning of the season, I'm like, I want Nikki to be the shortstop. I trust Nikki to be the shortstop more than I trust Mondesi to be the shortstop. But so far, uh, well, we can't really trust Mondesi for anything because he's not around right now. And um, Nikki Lopez hasn't really done much to make his case either because Nikki hasn't, he hasn't been hitting well and he hasn't been playing defense well. And these, this is the thing that's, the most like concerning i think that the the lack of defense that he's shown this season that's like the biggest maybe not the biggest issue with him right but like it's it's okay so he's not hitting well because he's not he's just not getting hits like he he just isn't right he's also not getting a lot of walks either like he he's not doing that either so you lose the walks and then you lose the defense. Those are those for Nikki are his lifelines. Like those are what separates him from being like nobody into a a kind of competent player, I think. And if he's going to lose both of those parts of his game, then it's like what does he have left? The only thing he can hope for now is just slapping the ball everywhere, which again, he's not doing. So it's just it it's just not not good. It really isn't. And in, in fact, this season that Nikki is having right now is way more in character with his 2019 and 2020 seasons. It's almost identical actually. In fact, uh 2020 fit, he played 56 games, he walked 18 times and he had a 201 average. 2022, he walked 16 times in 58 games with a 216 average. Now he he did strike out less. He or he is striking out less this season than uh in past seasons or in the, in that 2020 season where he struck out 41 times. Now he's only striking out 28 times. So, okay, he's walking almost as much as he's striking out. So, I mean, sure, he does have some plate discipline, though again, this last like week or so, it's just he, he, I think my I'm like down on him especially because in the month of June it's like really bad. Like you look at his season numbers and it's like okay, it's not good, but at least 
289 on base. There's something there, I guess. But then last 10 games, which is every game in June he's played so far, he's walked one time. And he's had four base hits. He's hitting 138 in June. It's like, oh, oh, it's it's not getting better. It's actually getting worse. There was a time when it looked like it was getting better. Maybe when around the time we got Alex Zumwalt up in here. But, uh, yeah, it's gotten worse. And I don't know what to do about that. I don't know what anyone can do about that. It's just, uh, it's just unfortunate. And like I said, the thing I really fear with Nikki is, the thing I fear most, I guess, is a, a two-part problem. It's that Nikki doesn't get any better, but then he stays on the roster for several more years because they're like, Oh, but that one time he was really good, though, you know, kind of, which is basically the same problem that we have with Ryan O'Hearn right now, where we still have Ryan O'Hearn on this roster because, hey, in 2018, he was good. Well, that was a long time ago, and uh, he hasn't been good since then, and there's no reason to suggest that he will continue being good or ever be good again. I guess. And so far, that is kind of what has been happening with Nicky Lopez. It's only one season and only about a third of this one season. So I understand that. Again, like I said, this can age terribly and I will be happy about that. I would love to be wrong about Nicky Lopez. I would love for him to be hitting again. I would love to be for him to be flashing some gold glove defense again. It would be wonderful because that would be good for the Royals. It would help the Royals win baseball games. Yay! That's what I want at the end of the day. I just have this phobia, I guess. I've seen it before, and who knows? Maybe it'll happen again. Maybe it won't, though. But I, I guess the reason why I'm kind of uh, thinking about this is because a couple days ago, the Royals promoted a the, their second baseman at the AA level, at the Northwest Arkansas level, to AAA, this guy, Michael Massey, who has gotten a, a little bit of buzz from prospect evaluators uh, since last year, I would say, when he was playing pretty well in high A. Yeah, now he started the year in double A and has hit exceptionally well. He, is, he has a 305 average with nine home runs in 54 games, so he's already... Up in Omaha, although I, I say he's already up in Omaha, although he is 24 years old at this point. But I'm just kind of saying it's like, you know, we've got a really good second baseman right there. And then we've also still got Michael Garcia, who is hitting decently at the AA level. I don't think Michael, Michael Garcia is like a threat to the Major League roster right now. But could Michael Massey be a threat to the Major League roster? I I would like to say it's at the very least possible, you know, it's possible. I think the Royals should really try as many options as they can, explore as many options as they can in a season where, you know, whatever they're doing now clearly isn't working, but who knows? We'll see. But like I said, maybe Nicky Lopez will be around for a long time and Michael Massey will you know, eventually be up in the major league level, but not play a whole lot because they're like, well, what about 2021 Nicky Lopez? What if we get that back? 
then it'll be good, and then we don't need Michael Massey or whatever. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I'm not the Royals. I don't. What do I know? But anyway, um, so yeah, it's just a food for thought, I guess. And speaking of Ryan O'Hearn, this it's also you know this is a good time to bring up Ryan O'Hearn because some speculate we might have seen the last of Ryan O'Hearn. This is about the two thousandth time we have speculated such things, so I wouldn't count on it. But I would like to point out that Ryan O'Hearn has only played five games in June so far. His last start was on May 27th, where he went one for four with a walk. Right? And, uh, yeah, he has played five games so far. And across those five games, he has had four plate appearances. So, yeah. It just makes you wonder, what exactly is going on with Ryan O'Hearn? You know, they, they it seemed like they were open to starting him in May, but uh, aside from that, not really. And lately, no. I, I Maybe they had been starting him in May because they looked at Carlos Santana and they're like, oh man, Carlos Santana's pretty ass, so uh, no need to keep playing him. But... Santana's actually been hitting pretty well. In fact, remember when I was uh, talking about how well he was hitting uh, an episode or two ago? Well, so far in June, he's hitting 379 with a 514 on-base percentage. Like, what? Huh? You thought MJ Melendez was our best hitter? Why would you think that? You silly. You silly goose. It's It's obviously... Carlos Santana, who's our best hitter right now, apparently. So now that Santana's actually back to being a decent player, it's like, oh, no, we really don't need Ryan O'Hearn, I guess. So he's back to just sitting on the bench forever. And I don't know, with the way they're playing him now, I would like to believe this is about the end of him. And not only that, not only is Santana hitting well, giving O'Hearn fewer reasons to play, but also, you know, there's this guy who's hitting well in Omaha, and he also plays first base. I don't know if you've ever heard of this obscure prospect, because, you know, he doesn't get talked about a whole lot within the organization and within the fan base. He's, he's kind of got, he, you know, he's he's been uh, kind of on the down low, you know, just doesn't, he, he's almost invisible in the system, I guess you could say. But very, very quietly, he has been putting up a very strong season for the Omaha Storm Chasers. His name's Vinny Pasquantino. That's, that's what we're talking about. I'm talking about Vinny Pasquantino still hitting well. Uh, I forgot, like, what sort of a number he needed to... For for the for the Royals to say like oh he's finally ready because he was like what five hundred plate appearances at some level or something I mean since twenty twenty one he's already reached that uh between double A AA and triple A he's already reached or no he's very very close to it okay so maybe that maybe then maybe in like another twenty plate appearances he'll finally have that five hundred that is oh so special to someone in the organization for some reason or whatever I don't know dude point is no reason to have Rhino run around can we can we please just not do that anymore can we please uh 
stop playing him and play someone who's actually good? Can we get can we get good players up in here? I think that would be uh that would be good. And while I'm, while I'm making uh, harsh demands, can we please have a new pitching coach? Thank you. That would be uh that would be lovely. Um Yeah, but because I'm asking things uh because it's the Royals these things probably aren't going to happen, so just enjoy what you've got if you can, or just do what I do, where, you know, like I said, I'm trying to get my life together. I'm trying to get my mental health, my physical health in order. I forgot to mention that a big reason why I didn't do Monday's podcast is because of something I'm uh, trying to do. IRL. I can't say what it is because it hasn't happened yet, but if it does, I'll talk about it because it's worth talking about. And it kind of relates to this podcast in a way. So, I think I will leave it at that. If it does happen, we'll talk about it on the Royal Deluxe Podcast. That's going to do it for me. Thank you very much for listening. I would love to hear from you at Royal Deluxe Pod on Twitter or Royal Deluxe Podcast at gmail.com where you can contact me and say things to me. Uh, hopefully, nice things. If you have bad things to say to me, then, uh, don't send them, because my feelings get hurt easily, and you'll make me cry, and it'll be so sad. Also, shout out to the Casey Royals subreddit, r slash Casey Royals, because they're alright. Sometimes. Anyway, thank you very much for making this podcast a part of your day, and I hope you're having a good one. Stay cool in this awful disastrous, horrible heat wave we've got, and the humidity. Oh, dear God. Well, I'm Lux, and go Royals? Huh.